Per usual, today's episode is brought to you by Help Yourself Cookies. And as it's a bonus episode, I have an extra special bonus treat, which is that Jenny Eastman, the CEO and founder of Help Yourself Cookies, is here with me. Hey, Jenny. Hello, Caroline, and hello, good people. It is so great to be here today. Um, Caroline and Laura have been so nice to feature my company, Help Yourself Cookies, throughout this season. We are a fully customized sugar cookie company, and I have so much fun working with clients on an individual basis for their party themes, whether it's a wedding or a baby shower or even maybe an evil people screening party. Would love to make that logo cookie someday. Will be very fun. We'll have to make that happen, Caroline. Absolutely. So come check me out at Help Yourself Cookies on Instagram or at helpyourselfcookies.com. I'd love to partner together for your next event. Thanks so much, Jenny. We yeah, love thank you here over at me. Evil People Podcast. Hi, I'm Caroline. And I'm Laura. And welcome back to the Evil People Podcast. It's episode, been a minute. Bonus episode number two. Well, they yep. don't know that it's been a minute because these are going to be posting pretty consecutively. That's fair. For us, it's been a minute and I'm just very excited. Like hitting that record button gave me little butterflies. Yeah. So this is a special bonus episode. Um, it is dedicated to Laura's fifth grade class. Woo woo. Shout out. Yeah. Hey, everybody. And shout out especially from me to Cavante. I love you. I just there wanted to tell you. So that now that so he's much. done screaming, um, <laughs> what we're going to be talking about today is a fifth grade friendly episode. Um, so less about evil people and more about what, what makes a good character and a bad character. Yes. And I had read a lot online. I had not watched Encanto, despite Laura telling me to yep. a million times. Yep. And I had read a lot online about how Abuela is kind of a controversial character. Yes. So I thought she was the perfect person to do this episode about, to talk about what what makes a good person, what makes a bad person, and and kind of how your character can change throughout, you know, a story or throughout your life. Yeah. I love that. I'm excited. So without further ado, shall we set the stage? Set it. Okay. So obviously, I think most people in the world at this point have watched Encanto, but as it was my first time, I wrote some notes down. So Alma Uh, later known as Abuela, and her husband live in a village and there are invaders in their village and they are kicking them out. You know, they're coming at them on horseback with torches. It was very dramatic. Yes. And the process of Alma's husband sacrificing himself to let his family go on creates a magic that then is absorbed into the candle and into Abuela's three children, Bruno, Julieta, and Peppa. So that's sort of the the origin of Abuela. And she becomes this very protective, motherly, then grandmotherly figure. So obviously our story really starts there, but we are then kind of fast-forwarded to the gift ceremony for Mirabelle. It doesn't seem to go very well. And then we're fast-forwarded again to the same gift ceremony, but for the youngest cousin, Antonio. 
And there's a lot of pressure on this gift ceremony, Laura. I was – Yeah. Were it you was sweating? a lot. Were you sweating? I was sweating. Yeah. I was. I think it's a lot of pressure to put – I didn't realize – you had to tell me this, that they're five years old. Right. Yeah. They're I little, they were, little. I thought they were like 11. No, and they're not in that, kindergarten. <laughs> right. And not that it's great to put that much pressure on an 11-year-old either, but yeah. I was thinking, I was like, okay, Harry Potter was like 11 when he <laughs> found out he was a wizard, you know? Yep. Maybe there you can put a little bit of pressure on them, but to, yeah, put that much uh, – Pressure from the whole town and the whole family on a five-year-old felt like a lot. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And we were definitely sweating it out because it was like you didn't know what was going to happen, you know? Exactly. So thankfully, Antonio, the gift ceremony goes well for him. But there are a lot of flashbacks to Mirabelle not having a good ceremony. And then, you know, so Antonio gets his gift. And while everybody's celebrating inside his room, which, oh, my gosh, I want that <laughs> I know life. I know I will say a special little moment my kids did design their own doors based on a gift oh. we did not design rooms but we did design a door and the rooms are incredible and that's something I hope we get to see if they do a sequel is like more of their rooms yeah or maybe Mirabelle getting her own room yeah yes have the beautiful expansion of her room so she's not just in the nursery anymore yep And so while they're all partying away in this room, uh, the house starts to have problems. And the house also – I wish I had that house too. Yeah, like the sentient like living being, yeah. Who helps you like get your shoes on in the morning and get out of bed. So that sounds great. Life would be so better. Life would be so much better. So Mirabelle kind of notices the house. uh, And and I guess the the two things that I started taking notes on um, here were – I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious because Mirabelle is sort of the main character. Um, but you can sort of off the bat tell how how good of a person she is. And yes. the the first two instances that I noticed that I really saw as making her a good person, and this kind of goes to our conversation about good versus bad in this case or good character, um, is when Antonio is very scared uh, about his gift ceremony. He doesn't want to get out of bed. He's hiding from his parents. It's Mirabelle who's so supportive of him that allows him to get that confidence to come out and do the gift ceremony. Yeah. And in a really genuine way, because like it was probably it we saw it, it was so hard for her to face the reality of this day again. And yet yes. she did it for him, even though it brought up some really hard emotions. She's being very selfless. Absolutely. For sure. Um, and then the other thing is is kind of that commitment to the house itself and to supporting her family. You know, she she wants to help. She's kind of always putting others before herself, like we mentioned, that selfless act. But then later we also see that she's willing to fight for herself, willing to advocate for herself when yes. no one really believes her right. about the house sort of having problems. So – That's sort of the – that was kind of the first thing I noticed. And then I was really – you know, because I was watching it looking for for good people and bad people. Right. And I think the point here too is that everybody can have good moments and bad moments. And so I actually thought that her mom, uh, Mirabelle's mom, Julieta, had kind of a bad moment where when she didn't believe Mirabelle. I mean, Mirabelle had the cut on her hand from the house breaking. Yep. And she's making her the special – empanadas to heal her because that's Juliet's gift and she doesn't believe her that something has happened and I think in reality most parents always believe their kids 
and so that was sort of a moment where I was like, well, I don't know if that if that would have gone down like that in real yeah. life. Yeah, and she's very dismissive. Yeah, she's very dismissive, and I also think like it seems that Mirabelle is a very honest character, and we see that mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Like she does yeah, not it's lie. Not, it's not a, bo- a boy who cried wolf situation. Exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. and and they're just so dismissive of it, and I think that that definitely shows kind of this place that they felt like they had to be there for the community and be there for the house and keep these appearances up and then I think that led them to have a clouded judgment in that moment and that wasn't a great moment for her mom right and all of them having gifts too and I think again we can see we can see the difference because Mirabelle doesn't have a gift you know in quotes because Ultimately, I think she does, right? Like she's yes. got the gift and it brings it back together. But, yes. uh, you know, she doesn't have one of these traditional gifts like her family. And I think that does give them all sort of a little bit of an ego too. And, and who wouldn't who wouldn't have an ego if they had something, you if know, they magical were super, about yeah, them? If they were super special in that way. And also to have people rely on you makes you feel powerful and it makes you feel good. And so then that can kind of lead to you having a little bit of a bigger ego. Yes, and we talk a lot um, on this podcast about how power can go yep. to people's heads. So it, even though it's not, you know, the, the characters, the other characters who do have gifts, they're not all bad by any means. That's just right. a factor of their personality and, and a factor of their character that sort of goes into that good versus bad yeah. dichotomy. Yes. Wow. The vocabulary words. Big we'll word. Be, we'll look that one up after we're done with the podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so getting back into it, uh, you know, Mirabelle is sort of has to go off on this journey on her own of figuring out what's wrong with the house, uh, talking to everybody, investigating. And I do love a good a good investigation. Um, that's kind of my personality. That's yes. why I like to do this sort of stuff and to do research. Um, you know, you want to find kind of the truth. And, and Mirabelle was on that path to find the truth of what was happening and even when it looked like it could have been her fault that it was all happening, she still had that kind of relentless pursuit of and to try to make of the it, truth to try and to, to try to make it right and to try to mm-hmm. fix it. And you know, it's so funny because even though she wasn't actually responsible for what was happening, she was willing to hold herself accountable to try to make things better. And that's, I think, again, another example of why she's such a good person and such a good positive character. Absolutely. So she figures out – she finds Bruno. Classic. Even though we don't talk about Bruno. Even though we don't talk about him. Um, I have to admit that I – so I had heard the song before. I'd of heard course. bits of it. Was it was huge. It was so on, big. On the, the social media sites. Some I'll of them. That. One of them. Who knows? One, one of the big ones. Um, so I had seen a lot of people doing like the, the sing-alongs to the We Don't Talk About Bruno – like the back and forth between Peppa and Felix, that Classic. part. Yep. Um, but then I also saw people doing dances or little funny things to the end where uh, Isabella is singing, you know, "Grow like the grapes on the yes. vine," which is yeah. a which is <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. Which is a what? So the part that's like like the grapes. Okay, I'm just going to sing. Apparently, that thrive on the vine is a simile, which is. Figurative um, language, yes. which is all something that we've also done in fifth grade this year. Shout out fifth graders. Uh-huh. They're the best. Go team go. So, anywho, uh, 
So I did not realize that was all part of one song. I oh, thought those were interesting. Two because it yeah the, it's a the, different vibe the simile part of the song is a very it doesn't it doesn't have the same kind of like beat or something right. that you know i, I didn't you. understand that they were connected absolutely when we were at the height of our encanto phase and we would listen to that song the class would just all be silent and we would hit that in perfect harmony it was it was beautiful <laughs> that's amazing well i I mean, I knew the song. I knew the song from you because I knew. I know you and and Margo love to sing it. Shout we out to Margo. Do. Shout out to Margo. So I I was aware of the song, but I was glad to hear it in context and uh, and kind of see how it all connected. So I was very yeah. surprised by that. That's cool. Great that's music. A cool little. That's a fun little thing about actually watching it after it got versus, popular versus yes. watching it right when it became. I kind of like that. I like that we have those two different experiences. Absolutely. And obviously the music was amazing. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Ugh, just Our boy Lin. We love him. Yes. Fun fact about Laura and me is Laura also, I that was another thing that we listened to the songs before we saw the musical. Oh, yes. Hamilton. Yes. Yes. So Which is crazy was, to think about. Laura was very into Hamilton. And still when am. I came into town a few years ago, I, I got us tickets and we got to see it. Best it was not the original cast. Ever. Oh, who cares? Was, they were they yeah. were so I mean, I digress. They were incredible. I mean, that was yep. I cried from the first note. So, we knew how that went. Yes. I do say so, my kids anyhow. have listened to some Hamilton. So, we're keeping it all Good. we're keeping it all right there. We're very relevant right now. Well, and fun fact, if for those who don't know, um I was Laura's matron of honor and I actually True. wrote a Hamilton rap about Laura for you her did. wedding. I have not shared that, that specifically speech. with them. I wonder if I can. We'll see. We'll get there. It was incredible. It was a highlight I'll of my life. I'll send you the lyrics. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so you can we'll do, we'll do We'll do like a lyric analysis as fifth grade yeah. does. Perfect. I think I used some similes in there. Perfect. Well, getting back into it, we, you know, Mirabelle, she, she finds the cause and really – as we learned, the cause is actually Abuela, who yes. that's the reason why the house is starting to fall apart because of this immense pressure that she has put on her family that they, you know, I mean, honestly, it's it's like a mental health crisis yeah. within the, the house. Yes. Isabella is willing to marry a man that she doesn't actually love. Yep. Louisa is just falling apart. Yes. She's so stressed about all of the weight that's put on her shoulders, both figuratively and literally. And a good one. Yeah, I mean everybody's everybody's having some issues, and it's from this pressure, you know, from kind of the top from that power position, which is yep. Abuela. Yeah. Um, but she, you know, and that's when I, it comes into play that Mirabelle, you know, she's putting others first by trying to figure out the issue, but like we said, she's advocating for herself because it's kind of this whole time you know, no one's really believing her. Right. And like we said, that's unfair because she's a very honest person. You know, she's she's not the boy who cried wolf. She's doing everything right. Right. And I think that was just for dramatic purposes. I do think it would go down a little differently. Yeah, to kind of propel the story. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. But it worked out. And, uh, and I think seeing the other side of Bruno too, it's very yes. interesting. That's another really um, – a good versus bad situation because he's kind of painted as this bad guy who 
who predicts the future in these, you know, mischievous ways and, and sort of kind of drops in and says, oh, it's going to rain on your wedding day and yep. pieces out. So yep. I, I found that to be really interesting that he was just kind of hiding in the wall and that yeah. he ultimately loved his family and couldn't be away from them. He had the seat set up by the painting so, so sweet, he could still – so sad. Very sad. Also, that would be really hard to live in the wall for – I know. Yes, for 15, that many. 15 yeah. years? 10 years? We don't know exactly how um, long At the last ceremony, so it was Mirabelle's ceremony. It was right so after she was that. Five. So she was five. How and old? then she's 15 in the movie, so 10 she's years. Okay, so 10 years. And I Got think the, the, the best part about Bruno's storyline is really like the – like people aren't always what other people say about them and people exaggerate stories and people get these false perceptions of other people that don't always turn out to be true. And the best way to figure that out is to try to get to know someone. And Mirabelle found a great ally. And the the minute that he came back, they all accepted him with open arms because they realized that they were being silly, giving him such a bad reputation. Absolutely. Yeah. And it just shows, too, how as years go on, kind of the reputation, it can grow into this sort of folklore almost. It's a story that gets exaggerated over time. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely – I have that within like my own family. I remember my Nana telling us stories that, you know, happened years and years ago absolutely could not be true. And (laughs) it's just they get exaggerated and added to over time. And that does happen in a lot of families. Yes. So it's not it's not unusual, but it's great that, you know, he that wasn't the end of his story. Exactly. So getting back to kind of the the plot, and I I don't want to I don't want to answer your question because for our new listeners here, what I do is I I tell Laura a story about somebody and we kind of have her rank them at the end. And I do want you to rank Abuela okay. on a scale of 1 to 10, okay. 1 being absolutely good person, 10 being absolutely bad person. And yeah. we're going to see kind of where she falls. Um, but for me, I think that, you know, the the story of the family Madrigal and, and Abuela and kind of the pressure she puts on everybody, I, I could absolutely see. And we talked about this before um, because I was going into the movie looking – to see if Abuela was a bad person. And Laura said, I, you know, I hope this doesn't kind of bias you and, and make you think right. a certain way. But I was I was definitely able to see how Abuela had her bad moments and how she kind of created this this pressure issue, pressure cooker almost of <laughs> of issues within her family. Um and she was definitely the the root cause yes. of a lot of the issues. Yes. Uh and I just thought it was great that at the end of the movie, um, Abuela is able to see mm-hmm. what she caused yes. and see that she is the the root of the problem and then she's capable of change. And that was a huge factor for me of what, what makes a good person. And we talk about it. We've talked about it before with, you know, other people and other stories is do they come to regret their decisions later in life? And and I think that's sort of an indication that, you know, no one is born bad. No one is born evil. You, It's a balance of everything in their lives of right. good and bad. And it's sort of you just kind of want to net net good. Yeah. And uh, I, I felt like Abuela, by the end, by showing that she was capable of change, did net good yes. for me. Yes. You know, she, she ended up on – 
on the right side of, of the scale of one to 10. Um, but I want to hear your thoughts, Laura. So I know you've seen the movie too, but given what we've kind of discussed I've today. I've seen it a few times. You've seen it a few times. What um, do you think? Well, one thing that I think about is right off the bat is one of her first moments in the movie is in the opening song. And her 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 part is talking about we always pledge to hope to help the people here, our community, give back this beautiful gift we were given. And so I think that the pressure that she puts on others, she also puts on herself. Absolutely. And I think that that, at least to me, is like makes her less of a bad and more of a good person because it's not that she's just like sitting on her high horse, like cracking a whip. She's actually like participating and she puts the same pressures on herself. Um but she really just becomes blinded to her family and instead of seeing them as these like super cool, unique, beautiful individuals, she sees them as like symbols of like almost like caricatures or silhouettes of who they actually are. And she she has something to protect and she went through the true you know, hardship when she lost her husband and the father of her mm-hmm. children. But I do really think that she was the catalyst for the bad things that happened to the casita right. and the it wouldn't have been as big of a deal, Mirabelle not getting her gift, if there hadn't been this like tremendous pressure on her. So she definitely ended up on the right side, like you said. And I think we talk about Mirabelle's gift of like reuniting the family. And yeah one of my favorite fan theories that I saw, because my kids and I have debated this as well, is like, why didn't Mirabelle get a gift? So one thing that went around was that she wiped her hand on her dress before she touched the door. And a bunch of people thought that she like wiped off the magic. But the, not that I've done a deep dive, but I have. The creators denied that. But the theory now is that she's taking up the mantle from her grandmother. Her grandmother does not have a gift. Abuela has no gift. And so... She doesn't have a gift. Um, Mirabelle doesn't have a gift. And so now she's in charge of the family and she can kind of learn from these mistakes that Abuela made. And so I think all of that is like things happen for a reason and like they reigned in Abuela and they kind of called her out and she felt the repercussions through losing Bruno and losing the casita and having to build it again. So if one is a really good person and 10 is a really bad person, I think the furthest that she would get up the scale would be only like a four or five. Yeah. And I think she probably ends on like a two. Or two, yeah. If Mirabelle's a one, if most of them are ones, and there's no, you know, true villain in this in this movie, but I still she, – she is not perfect. And just for her to admit her mistakes and grow from them and be willing to learn is – really one of the most important things because we all know everybody makes mistakes. That doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you evil, but you have to move forward and learn from them. And that's what she does. And that's why the movie's so good is we get to see that and we get to see everybody kind of find their place in the family and it doesn't look the same. It doesn't mean Mirabelle gets – because that's the thing. In my head, I was like, are they going to give her a gift at the end? And I'm glad she didn't because that was not her role in the family. She didn't need a gift, ah, you know? See, I thought that she did have the gift. I, so I interpreted it very differently. Oh, okay. I thought that when she 
when she touched the doorknob and it made the house like re the casita reignite with like its magic. Right. I thought that was Mirabelle's gift was the ability to to unite and cement like the casita. Love that. So I, that was kind of how I interpreted it. But I mean, it's I love you know, it. I, I think you have a good point. Good point about her being the new abuela, kind of the new head right. of household, um, and not having a specific magical gift. Well, and they just of, didn't be like, oh, suddenly today you can, you know, do something to magical. Animals, yeah. Right. And right. instead she – like the most important gift because really without it, the rest of the family wouldn't wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. And I think the, the other thing that I meant to touch on with Abuela and kind of her, her ability to change was also that she – I think what – part of what made her – bad initially or her kind of bad actions was not being able to listen to really what was happening in her family. Right. And so once she kind of finally opened up her ears and opened up her heart to hearing what Mirabel had to say and, you know, what Louisa was saying about her being, her having all those struggles and, you know, she just was able to then really see what was happening. So I, I think that so one of the other, you know, characteristics of a, a good person is someone who really listens yeah. and, and kind of hears what, what needs to be done. That's so funny, Caroline. It sounds like you're saying that good people listen to their teacher. That's I, so interesting. What? I that's don't know. That's kind of what hard. that's kind of what I heard. I wonder if that's what the rest of our listeners you know what? are I hearing. Think, I think good people do listen to their teachers. So I think so too. That's a good one. Well, I I appreciate your your time today, Laura, and your ranking. I, I and know I had, that you're going to be very appreciated from this. So, I had the best time talking to you uh, again. This was our our second and final bonus episode of season one, um, and we just appreciate all of our good people, listeners, and we'll be back for season two. And I love you, Laura, and I love doing this with you. I love you too, Caro. Goodbye, good people.